Welcome back, folks, to Sports Political Discussions. It's time for episode number two. And tonight, we've got some great topics for you, including a draft for March Madness with all of the teams, and we get to pick eight. Mefford? Yes. Now, this was an idea that we just came up with, and I think that all four of us are eager to get into work. So here's the deal. We are going to be doing a snake draft. The order is yet to be decided, but the only requirements is you take teams who you trust to win in March. So let's say you have the first pick. Maybe you might go Gonzaga. Maybe you go Auburn. Who knows? It's up to you. But at the end of the day, we are going to go 32 total teams and, um, you know, do a draft as, as will Will is gone. He's back. He's back. Okay. Um, the only the only requirement for this is we each have to take two mid majors. Um, so honestly, Austin, you want to be in charge of the draft process and selecting who picks where. All right. So wait, we need to we need to clear something up first. This was a debate that we were just having. I am pro Gonzaga mid major. What are our thoughts there? Because if we don't oh. all agree on that, we want them to be a. Uh, no. Have them be considered non mid major. What think, are the thoughts there? I don't think you can have exceptions. Like, there's not really, like, if if Gonzaga is in a mid major conference, then they are a mid major team, regardless yeah, of how right. good they are. I'm a, all right, I'm so a that's three to one. That's three to one. Okay, Gonzaga's that's fine. Mid-major. That's fine. Exactly. That's okay. Okay. All right, so we're gonna um. We're gonna label Sam as number one, me as number two. Let's go. Drew no, I'm two. two. I'm two. No. It's join order. It's join order. I'm two. <laughs> Fine. Meth is number one. Drew is number two. Will is number three. Myself, Austin is number four. Okay, and you're just gonna sim to see who's who. Uh yeah. Okay. So with the first pick, um, in this draft, belongs to Drew. The second pick belongs to myself. Rigged. (laughs) The third pick belongs to Sam. Okay. And with that being said, the last pick belongs to Slim. (laughs) He's pretty upset over there. Now, hold on a second. Is this Serpentine? Yes. Yeah. It's 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 snake. Okay, we're not going off of two K terms, man. Fourth, fourth picks a dub. Then. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this uh, started off with a not uh, hot uh, draft decision at all. But uh, I'm gonna take the safe pick, the unanimous number one team in the country, as one of my two mid majors. So that gives me a automatic uh, advantage right there. Give me the Gonzaga Bulldogs out of the West Coast Conference. Not much needs to be said uh, about this team. I mean, they really just got it firing on all cylinders right now. 61 out of 61 votes by the AP voters. I think that number's correct. I know they got unanimous decision. Um, pretty much everyone in this world has Gonzaga at number one, except for uh, Austin Brooks. And, <laughs> um, I mean, you got guys like Drew Timmy, Chet Holmgren, uh, Andrew Nemard. Uh, not much is really um, slowing this team down right now. And, yeah, easy first pick there, one of two mid-majors. All right, I'll uh, go ahead and with my with my first pick, 
I will take the Kentucky Wildcats out of the Southeastern Conference. During When this team is healthy, this team is the best team in the country. They've been screwed over by just freak injuries like the Florida player landing on um, Ty Ty Washington's leg. But when this team is healthy, this is the best team in the country. The depth, the starting lineup, the coach, everything about them. It's perfect. All it's, right, Sam. It's the team you um, want to build. Sam, I'm going to have to put a pause real quick on your decision. We're going to have to pause this draft for a second because uh, this is a discussion I've been anxiously awaiting since we decided we were recording tonight. Um, Austin, can you give me um, some factual reasons as to why Kentucky was number one in your uh, poll for this week? They're second in Ken Palm efficiency. They are, I am pretty sure, top 10 in offensive efficiency through Ken Palm, and they are top 25 in defense efficiency through Ken Palm. They so have through the, Ken Palm? Yes, which is a fact. It is statistical. But, Listen, I'm not taking Ken Pomeroy's word for, for much here. <laughs> I know Meff's a big Ken Palm guy. I am a big Ken Palm guy, and I think that he brings a lot of value, but you are yet to, like, give us a reason why you like them you know we can look at metrics all you want but at the end of the day like metrics don't define you don't be like wow i'm gonna go watch i'm gonna go watch kentucky okay if you were to bring up like wow they are a really good defensive rebounding team then you have a point but say like wow they have a really efficient defense like it's it's too it's way too well they do have a great they are a great rebounding team. Oscar Shibway averages 15 rebounds a game just by himself. He averages 15-15. Okay, but Kellen what Grady, you, Kellen Grady is a sniper from three. What gives you the right to put, like once again, just like our last episode, what gives you the right to put Kentucky over Auburn when Auburn is has three losses, Kentucky has five, Auburn has the head-to-head, Kentucky has lost more recently? Like how in any world does that make sense? Actually, Auburn's lost more recently. Um, Arkansas, Auburn, Auburn lost Saturday. Yeah, well, oh, the Florida game. Shoot, you're right. That's on me. Kentucky beat the tide. <laughs> Austin, just oh, no, Auburn's better. Break it down for us. We get, we understand that you look at the efficiency numbers and see them at the top. What? What have you seen? What do you see when you watch this team that makes you think they are the best team in the country? I see an unselfish point guard in Severe Wheeler averaging seven assists a game. I see a great um, pairing next to him at guard with Ty Ty Washington averaging 12 and a half a game along with four assists, shooting um, an efficient 47 from the field. Um, you got Kellen Grady, who is shooting 45% from three. Just this past game against Alabama, Pretty sure he was like five of five of eight, maybe, or something around that area. Oscar Shibway is the the best center in the country. Averages a block and a half a game, two steals a game, 16 and a half points, 15 rebounds. And okay, yeah. thank you. That that is exactly what we were looking for. And you provided it. So thank and you. Coach Cow is the best coach in the in the country. Okay. Well, listen uh, to, to me. It sounds like a broken record. Just reading off all these stats. You know, I just I I, I you see this Tennessee game. It's a fluke. All oh, this and that. You're reading off all these metrics to me. But I bet you I can name better metrics from Kansas, Purdue, Auburn, Arizona, Gonzaga, all these other teams. Murray like, State. I'm still I'm I'm still looking for a, a legit reason why they are the best team in the country. 
All right, all right, right Will. So, uh, for about a minute on why they are. Will, you can uh, dive into those metrics once we get to the fourth and fifth picks yes, of uh, this draft. So, Sam, floor is yours. Three, give me the Auburn Tigers. And I don't really think that there's any debate here. Um, to be honest with you, I probably would have went Kentucky number one if I had the first pick. I like them too, you know. As much as we want to rip on Austin right there, you know, I, I, I think Kentucky's a really good team. But this Auburn team, I mean, you look at it, this is a, an incredibly talented team, a very proven team, a lot of experience. They have four top 100 recruits on their team. And, you know, that's always one of the things I like to look at or, or are, have, the, have these guys been playing at a high level for their whole career? And they, they clearly have. They have the most talented player in the country, Jabari Smith a guy that can totally make a team's tournament. You know, we see countless teams year in and year out have these studs who take them far, but not just him. You got guards like Wendell Green, who's a transfer, um, and Katie Johnson, who's also a transfer, two dudes who can light it up and are also tough as, as nails. Uh, I almost cursed there. Um, but this is a team that it, it gets after it on defense. They have a really tough coach. And at the end of the day, they've proven they can do it going to the Final Four a couple of years ago. So, you know, this is an Auburn team I really like when you put everything together. Thanks, Sam. Now, listen, with the fourth pick in the March Madness draft, Will Irwin selects the boys from around the world, the Arizona Wildcats. This team is international. I believe over half their team is. And, I mean, just listen, listen to these guys. Benedict Matherin, lottery pick. Christian Coloco. He gets the boards. Great big in the Pac-12. Kara Krisa at the guard spot. Three of their best players there, international. I think this is the year, folks. An international team's got a chance. They're from Arizona. But listen, they're international, all right? These boys, says Arizona, but this is like the world team of college basketball, Okay. It, to me, I mean, the March vibes from this team, they're just out of the roof. Now, this is a team that I kind of needed you guys to help get this team grown on me because a few weeks ago, these guys were kind of under my radar, all right? But over these past few weeks, and I know Oregon, who they barely beat at home, college game day, Oregon's a hot team in the Pac-12. That's still a good win, all right? So, so yeah, that's who I'm going to go with here, the Wildcats. And then, any objections to that pick? Uh, not at all. No, no. that's nope. my uh, number right. two team in the country right there. So. That is all right. that, that so. is the definition of taking best player available. So we respect that. Okay, so with the fifth pick, and I am honestly ecstatic that I've gotten to this position to make this selection right here. Ecstatic is my word. With the fifth pick in the March Madness draft, Will Irwin selects. The Purdue Boilermakers. Oh, my, oh, my, is there a team deeper than this team in the country? For them in March, it's going to come down to, do they want it? Do they want it more? All right. There was a stretch, kind of that late non-conference play in the Big Ten play. This team did not impress anyone. We know they have the potential, and they are turning it up as of recent. The Michigan loss was a fluke. I, I believe that. Austin can agree with that. Um, I can agree. I mean, you look at this roster, it's nuts. Ivy, Edie, Williams, Stefanovic, Gillis, Hunter Jr., 
Thompson, Newman, First, Morton. All of those guys are starting caliber player. We all know this by this point. Watch out for the Boilers. Uh, respectable. Um, tell me, Will, do you trust this team's guards when it gets down to it? You know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about Ivy. Ivy's one of the best players in the country. But the guys around him, like are those guys capable of taking this team on a deep run? Listen, I don't trust Tafanovich. And I don't, and I don't trust um, Thompson as much. I really don't trust Stefanovic at all. I mean, he's been cold. Eric Hunter Jr. and Jaden Ivy, I trust those guys for sure. But I don't trust Stefanovic at all. I think again, uh, that's where depth comes in. I think Stefanovic is every shooter goes through a uh, a bad stretch. Like there is something recently of Steph Curry's uh, shooting. Um, although he's the best shooter ever, um, that his. Uh, shooting like stats looked like a tour dates. So it was like three of 15, three of 21. It was horrible. I think Stefanovic is going through that similar stretch. We've seen him in the uh, Illinois game, the first meeting at Illinois. I think he was five of eight from three. And then little later on against Northwestern without Ivy, he was six of 10 from three. So he's just going through a poor stretch right now, um, which I'd rather have it now than in the tournament for uh, Purdue. Yeah, I agree with that. He's, he's he's streaky for sure, but do I trust him at the end of the game? No. But that is a problem solved when you have guys like Hunter and Ivy. So that's why I really like this team at five. At six, I'm getting a top three value team here. This team is probably third on my draft board, and I am incredibly happy that they have fallen right into my lap. At six, give me the Duke Blue Devils. Perhaps the most talented team in the country. Let's let's look at this right here. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven top 100 recruits. Huge number. They have three guys: AJ Griffin, Joey Baker, Wendell Moore, who all play pretty significant minutes. Shooting overrated. Shooting over 40 percent from three. And when you're hitting at that clip in March, you're going to be tough to beat. You have a guy in Trevor Keels who can step up and be a really solid backcourt player when you need it. And he's proven that in some of the biggest games this year. At the end of the day, this team has the highest ceiling in the country. And if all the pieces are going together, then nobody is beating this team. They also, let's not forget, have the emotional edge over any team in the country, given that this is their coach's last year coaching. Why not send out Coach K on the highest note possible? Duke Blue Devils, top three value. Give me them. And I absolutely wouldn't be surprised if they win the tournament this year. All right. I'll go ahead with the uh, the seventh pick. And I've been awfully low on this team. Um, but, gosh, recently, and Meth brought it up in our uh, group chat, they have the best resume in the country. I'm going to have to go with the Texas Tech Red Raiders. This defense, best in the country. Um Great resume. Tonight, they just held Oklahoma the 42 points. Um, Oklahoma is a team that has a great, maybe not great offense, but they're averaging 70 points a game. So holding them the 28 points below their average is absurd. Their leading score had eight points tonight. Um, their offense, it could use some work, but recently um, they've been in the 80s um, for two games this month, one against Baylor, 
So a top 10 team. So I like this Red Raiders team. Mark Adams is a great coach. They have a fire wit under them from um, Chris Beard leaving in the offseason. They uh, went into went to Texas and won that game. So I like this Red Raiders team. All right. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that pick there. So I'm going to uh, put the ball in my own court here uh, with the eighth pick. Uh, I'm going to have to roll with uh, – the only logical team left, another best man available case at the end of the round. Uh, give me the Kansas Jayhawks here. Um, this Kansas team, I mean, you're not going to find a more efficient team scoring the basketball in the entire league. Right now, they are averaging 79.2 points per game on 49.2% from the field. They have three players on their entire roster that are shooting below 44% from the field. Um, you got guys like Ochai, Christian Braun, Jalen Wilson, all those guys in double figures for this team. Uh, Wilson is the lowest uh, percentage-wise out of these teams at 48, or out of these players at 48%. Um, you got guys like Mitch Lightfoot down there, 63%. Uh, like, there's just so much offensively from this team that excites me going into March because obviously you got to score the ball to win and no one is more efficient when it comes to putting the ball in the basket than uh, this Kansas Jayhawks team all across the board. They've got it all on offense and defense can be streaky at times, but uh, when it comes down to it in March, give me a good offense over a good defense because this is basketball, not football. And um, are you guys, just wait, remembered? Are you guys watching this game right now? I do have it on the background. I'm I'm trying. Villanova. Oh, wait. Holy cow! Last time I, I checked, saw it was you got the lead. It was 69-65 with like 30 seconds left when Austin was going, and now looking you here, 70-69 with five. Is it, am I in the right spot here? No, I'm You're a little behind. Right spot. You are at oh, the right man. spot. Hey, all right. Well, uh, get this. It tied down to Vandy at halftime. By the way. The tie that is so called good. JD, JD Davidson not uh, able to put the team on his back this time wouldn't, around. I guess. Wouldn't be surprised if they get taken here tonight. Gonna be honest. Oh, oh yeah, no, no one's gonna be surprised by that. I mean, when you're one of the two teams that can knock down Gonzaga, you've got some uh, prize to your name. Drew, your second pick. All right. Um, hopefully, I don't get interrupted by. Uh, any uh, shouting from this uh, finish here uh, down in uh, Hartford, but um, I'm going to have to go. Oh, man, this is actually a tough one, you know. Uh, number nine, If I were to go based off my AP, uh, number nine would be Villanova, but uh, I'm not <laughs> feeling too hot on them. I got to see I got to see how this ends here first before I make my decision. So uh, I know you guys on your TVs probably have seen it. So uh, I have not seen it. Computers uh, come up. So here we go. The Huskies. Oh. Sorry, I spoiled it. Oh, and he draws the charge with one second on the clock. Oh, that is not a charge. That's terrible. No, no, I rock with that call. All right. And you so cannot – that is that's another point of call. These refs suck at this game. That You cannot call a charge at that spot in the game. You can. You got to let the what, players play. What if play. he charges? What if he charges? That was not right? a charge. That, that was, was a flop. He was going to travel anyway. Doesn't matter. You can't call a foul there. Yeah, all right. So uh, I'm definitely not going with uh, my number nine 
uh, Villanova Wildcats there. Um, so we're going to have to scan this here for a quick second. Uh, let me get a good look here on, who, moving. on who I want to take here. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to roll with another, uh, you know, best man available type thing here. Not really trying to make any reaches at this point in the draft. Uh, we're just going to roll with uh, back-to-back uh, from the Big 12. Give me the Baylor Bears with the ninth pick in the SPD March Madness draft. Um, this Baylor team, you know, there's nothing that uh, particularly stands out for them at the moment. But they're after their big, big loss to Kansas a couple weeks back, uh, you know, they're just steadily – coming back up in the ranks, you know, uh, sitting pretty at 10 right now. Uh, nothing about – actually, what I do want to uh, express from this offense is that uh, just like Kansas, very efficient. That's what you get in the Big 12. But uh, this team, there is not one player that uh, stands out scoring-wise, yet they're averaging 77.1. Um Points per game here. You got guys like Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, Kendall Brown, all these guys, uh, Matthew Mayer, uh, Dale Bonner, Flo Thamba. You got all these guys out here that are able to just score, given any opportunity. Uh, and that's just something that I can get behind from a team like this, 16 and a half around uh, assists per game. And, you know, Baylor's a solid team. I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't know. How far this is a tough team to decide when it comes to March because either they're all going to come together and score a lot of points or they're not because you can, there's not, like I said, one guy who stands out offensively from this team. They're very, very solid defensively, 9.3 steals per game. So it's just an all around team, but they are lacking that star power. But I feel like I just had to go uh, best man available here. So uh, Baylor, number nine. Can I object? Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, I think Baylor, and now that Chachi was out, I think these dudes are a bunch of frauds. They scream Whoa. to me, get this, first-round exit vibes. <laughs> the, the Baylor Bears guys, I've been watching them play. I mean, Matthew Meyer coming into the season, to me, like last year he was – I think he was in some, like, could he – could he have stayed? Could he have went to the draft? This is a guy who I've been watching, and he just has not been producing for this team. I mean, under 10 points, yes, it's 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 not horrible, but he's been shooting 30. I mean, is, is this him? 32% from three. That's got to be down. He has looked cold in these games, and I feel like he's sometimes, especially last year, he was their guy when they needed a shot. And there are a lot of guys that could get shots. What are you talking shots, about? He what was are you a talking dude. about? He was a – he was a glorified role player, role player. last year. Yeah. The guy, the guy probably he, he, played He's a role player that can game. hit a shot when you need it. Okay, yeah, but he would not be playing crunch time. Uh, granted, they didn't need yes, much crunch was. time. Granted, they didn't need much crunch time all year, but still. He was playing crunch time. N- no. They had no. Matthew Meyer. They had, no, man. They no. had four guards better Listen, than Listen, okay. Back to the point. He... he... Back to the point here, all right? And, yes, they do have four guards better than him. But what I'm saying is he's been extremely disappointing to me, all right? Here, wait. This is a team. 
All right, you you, anyway, you can go. I just got one question at the end. This is a this is a team that doesn't impress me at all. There you go. Okay. All right. So first thing you said was you feel like they're frauds with Chachua out, correct? Yes. Yes. And you're gonna mention what? Mo or Flo Thamba, aren't you? I mean, Flo is a good player, but I'm just gonna like ask you what particularly about Chachua's uh, game stands out so heavily to you where you feel like him being out makes them frauds. Cause I mean, like I said, nobody stands out. He is he's a center he's seventh. He's seventh in points for them. And yes, he leads in rebounds, but 6.8 as their uh, center undersized center here isn't exactly like mind blowing. And obviously he has a off ball effect. He's got that intimidator down low, but in reality, you know, he has, he averages more steals per game than he does blocks. So he isn't exactly a dominating presence per se down low. And he's definitely good. He's definitely one of their most impactful players, but I don't see how his loss just totally rules them out. Yep. Definitely one of their most impactful players. And I mean, you've mentioned the off ball, you mentioned how he's good down low, but I mean, this guy's huge in the screen game ever since he's been out. And I mean, even some games before he was out, they just weren't, they did not look good to me at all. And with him out, I think what was their game they played on Saturday? I think it was versus TCU. Oklahoma they, State. They just don't. No, talking, they played TCU. Okay. Yeah, they played TCU. And TCU is kind of one of those teams around the bubble there, a team that needed a win. And I understand why they're playing so hard and why they're giving them a fight. But anyways, yeah. Chichachi was a huge piece to that team. It doesn't jump out on the stat sheet, but he is such an impactful player with his size down off. All right, Brooks, all you. Uh, with the my uh, third selection, I am going to take the Illinois Fighting Illini. This is a team that I am so high on, higher than basically anybody, and definitely basically definitely everybody in this group. Um, this team, when they are on, they are on, and they will turn it on in March. Kofi Cockburn, um, obviously one of the best players in the country. I don't think there's any debate about that. Alfonso Plummer, that dude is a sniper from three. Um, shooting 39%, he does. He shoots a lot. I mean, we're talking a lot of threes a game. Trent Frazier is a veteran guard, a great defender, all Big Ten defender for sure. Jacob Grandison. 10 half points, knocks down the three, shoots 42%. This team, Curbelo, sixth man of the year last year. Um, just a great point guard, great floor general. DeMonte Williams is a solid senior piece that's going to keep this team together. He needs to shoot more. He's not shooting efficient, but he is open. He needs to shoot more. But this team, come March, I, this, is a, this is an Elite Eight Final Four team right here. I think that's a valid case, you know. Um, you know, they got something to prove after last year, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be – they're out of anyone in the Big Ten, I'd give them the best shot. Without a doubt. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to agree with that, but <laughs> – but I'll buy I'll, I'll take I'll, t- I'll take the team that beat them twice. Okay. I mean – Rare. Here, here's what we got to do. So this draft is happening in obviously, you know, pretty late February. We are going to to put this into some sort of spreadsheet, and you know, whoever 
picks whoever gets the winner you know wins something okay does that work we get a free b-dubs meal yeah yeah that's a good deal hold on a second b-dub sucks <laughs> oh. he's, not, sucks. he's not wrong it's their wings their their wings plays and their wings suck are you kidding Nothing me pops off that's on the menu. so facts that's so facts uh the the southwest ranch are you with the pickle chips the, the yeah, honey I'm barbecue to, i'm barbecue wings side, uh southwest we're ranch. obviously cutting this out but we don't need so to cut good. this out at all I think Matt, it's because you order chicken tenders. You order chicken tenders at a wings place. Because they're good. <laughs> they're good. Yeah, B-Dub's good. Okay. Um, Overpriced, yeah, but. Now, this pick, I said I got two of my top three teams. I am getting three of my top five teams. Now, we went into this season, and there was one team that stood out to me and to the rest of America as this is a team that is poised to make a run after a tough, tough end of their season last year. The, the, the men in Westwood, the UC Los Angeles Bruins are absolutely poised to make a run this year. Now we look at this team, a team that is virtually the same as last year, arguably better. You bring in Miles Johnson from Rutgers, who hasn't been playing up to the level that I, I think a lot of people would like him to, but you know what? He can get there. Peyton Watson, a freshman, number eight recruit in his class, not playing up to the standards of what he would like. You you look at a guy like Johnny Juzang, he's averaging about 18 points, not playing to the standard that you would like. This is a team who is disappointed so far this year, but yet you look at him, they're 17 and five. You know, this is a team that, sorry, excuse me, 19 and five. This is absolutely a team you cannot count out. And the fact that they are 19 and five right now and they're shooting the ball so poorly, they are, they are, they are actually, they're, they're about a hundredth and three point percentage. But if we're being honest, that should be about, you know, five to 10 in a normal season. Um, so this is a team that I really like. I really love them heading into this season. Um, the only concern I have is actually a couple things. One, they don't have a huge center presence right now. Miles Johnson can absolutely be that, and that's why they brought him in. But as of right now, Cody Riley's the guy. And it wasn't an issue last year, but they also didn't run into any teams that had a big post presence, whereas this year there's plenty of teams that are like that. Um, next. The only other issue is this team takes a lot of tough shots. And last year they were falling, but who's to say they're, they're not going to fall this year. UCLA, I'm getting a ton of value here. This is a Final Four team last year. I absolutely think they can take it right back to, to the Final Four in New Orleans this year. Argue, so ar- argue, you, argue me all you want, boys. I'll, I'll, I'll argue you right here. Okay. The, what? What are? Nothing about this team is impressive. What? Except what? Like they went to the freaking Final Four last year. Last year. Okay, and it's the same team. Okay. How is that they, not? Impressive? They're not hungry anymore. Johnny Juzang just got hurt off of a scooter. He fell off a scooter. Okay, and that's gonna. Affect, and now he's out. That's gonna yeah, affect. It them could win- affect him. That's gonna it affect could, them winning games in the. Tournament. That affects the team chemistry because they're not hungry right now. Let's, they're not let's, hungry. Let's not forget this was a top ten team 
preseason last year. And guess what? They ended up in the first four games because the regular season was so bad. Who cares about preseason rankings? That point has been made a billion trillion times. Which one? The preseason thing? The preseason thing. Michigan's going to the Final Four this year. It's, it's valid. It's, 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 it's almost kind of like pre-season. the Brooks Ty Washington deal. Okay. You know, I'm just taking the teams that have been there before. So and it, that's why they're not going back. It's like free money. It's like yeah, free money. It. It's like free money. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I know what's coming here. All right. So at number 12, now I got a question before I make this pick. So are we doing are we doing mid-major, meaning outside of the power five? Six. Outside of the power six. Okay. Six. That's fine with me. Okay. With the 12th pick in the March Madness SPD draft, Will Irwin selects the Providence Friars. Listen, this is a team, you know, they're coming off a win at Butler. They did not have Al Jami. All right. I know he's not their main guy, but he's the main guard guy. All right. The loss versus Villanova. All right. Villanova played a phenomenal game. It was pink out night at the dunk. And that was a game I had Villanova winning in a game I totally expected from Providence. Okay? You're coming off an overtime win over the weekend. And then you're playing, I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. Next Monday or Tuesday, off of a gutsy, just gut-wrenching overtime win. And that was an expected loss for me. But I still think they're a more complete team. I do still think they're a more complete team. I'm not really going to get into their roster, but I do think they have kind of a core four guys that when it comes tournament time, I do think they have good big play. They can rebound the ball well, and I do think they have good guard play as well. So this is a team I like in March, and that's why I took them as my third selection. So I'm going to go ahead and put that down here so I can keep track. And now we can move on. Or do you want to object? Uh, I'm not going to object, but I think it was made pretty apparent that Austin wanted to object the entire time you were speaking. So, Austin, uh, what's with your whole disagreement here? Because I think Providence is a solid pick at this point in the draft. You know, nothing about Providence. Watching them play, they have been they have been bad recently, and you cannot deny that. They have been playing bad. Would you agree? I, I agree with that. I agree with that, but here's the thing. I mean – and that kind of started with the Paul game, which was a game they won. And it's a, there are games like that. And we've seen it literally with every team in CBV this year where they play down to their competition. They still won the game. Then they take on Villanova in a game that we all picked Villanova to win. At least most of us did. And then they're going at Butler, which is a team that just knocked off, I think it was Marquette, at the Hank. Butler's horrible, okay? But they were down a lot in that game. They didn't have Durham, who's their second leading scorer. I, I like this team come March, all right? I, I think the playing Villanova the last game of the year is going to hurt this team so much. They aren't – they're going to – let's be real. They're going to lose that game. They're going to lose that game. They're going to be hurt going into the Big East tournament. Not hurt, but, like, mentally not ready. They're, they're not – You mean hungry. Yeah, they're I, not I going to be hungry. Anything he says just riles me up. Nothing Dude. you say is factual. But it's it's smart. It's, it's so subjective. It is so subjective. He, this team's not hungry enough. They're like, not. How how does one decide who's hungry? Like I that's do. the most. That's the most. 
That's the most sheep stuff I've ever heard. Bush League. Brooks, that is circus. This team is not hungry. They're going to lose to Villanova. <laughs> They're not going to be hungry in the Big East tournament. They got why would top they, 10. Okay, why, wouldn't they be the be most hungry? hungry? Wouldn't they be the most no, hungry coming off a loss be down. to the leader in the, down. the conference leader the, you lose no, that, to them? That, that won't and so you're going to be sad going into the yeah, tournament? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna be down, you know? Because at this rate, they probably are going to win the Big East um, Big East regular season title with Villanova's loss today. They're going to feel accomplished, man. They, they, they don't, they're not going to have anything to fight for. What do you mean they're not going to? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a national title. But, you know, hey, yeah, Providence in the national title. Hey, yeah, hey. get a load of this guy. Hey, if they're not hungry, then I'll feed him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we ready for the next pick? You're uh, up. I believe so. You're up. Okay. So, with the 13th pick in the March Madness SPD draft, Will Irwin selects the Villanova Wildcats. And listen, this is a team that we were just talking about. I do, to Austin's point, think that they will sweep the Friars, which is pretty freaking impressive, guys. This team, Colin Gillespie, I think. What Gillespie. award is he the front row? Koozie. The Koozie Award. He's the front runner for that award right now. Colin Gillespie, and this is a guy who he's one of those players that you can look at and just be like, it, it, I, before I say that, how about Villanova with these Italian white dudes? They got one of these guys that seems like every year. I know he's been there for what is this his year now? Second what happened third, to what happened to Archie? Fourth. Where's where's the Archie at right now? Anyone know? Archie oh, Diacono? I don't know. I know his brother played there. He still does. Chris Archie Diacono averages one point eight points. Archie Diacono is currently on the Knicks. Nice. Good, good for Archie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, here's one thing I have to admit about this Villanova team. Their guard play is great, but they cannot hit the glass to the level that you need to to win a national championship, but they have the guard play to win a national championship. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they end up in March. I think this is a team that can have a deep run. I, I also think it's kind of a safe team to get to the Sweet 16 in a way. But that could have hurt them if they play a team in the first two rounds that has a big. So, yeah, that's it for me there. <sighs> My fourth pick. I really like this pick a lot. Um, you know, I still haven't fulfilled anything with my mid-major picks, but, you know, we can get to that soon. But a team that was standing out on the board to me, um, the Texas Longhorns. Now, this is a team I really do like heading into March. Um, To me, when I look at Texas, I see four guys that can step up and hit a big shot when you need it. Timmy Allen, he has proven himself to be one of the best three fours in the country. Marcus Carr, we've seen him do it before plenty of times. Andrew Jones, same thing. Courtney Ramey, you know, this is a guy who has been doing it his whole career. This is a team with loads of talent. And to be honest, they haven't fully integrated to the standard at which I would like them to have at this point. But think about it. This is Chris Beard's first year. None of these guys have ever played with each other before. And at the end of the day, they just need a little bit more time, and then they'll all be fine. Um, They're playing in the best conference in the country. They're going to be ready come March. 
And some of these guys who were on the team last year are PO'd after a bad loss last year in the tournament. This Texas team is poised for a deep tournament run. And I think that the defensive style they play sets them up really nicely to make a run. I think we can all agree with that. With my with my next pick, um, I'm going to go ahead and take my mid-major. I'm going to select the Murray State Racers. Now, I've been clowning Will for ranking them third in the country. That is way too high, but this team, this team is this team is a good team. Overrated by you guys, maybe a little, but this is a right spot for them in this moment. Um, KJ Williams is a junior averaging on the right side of 17 and a half points, averaging eight and a half rebounds, shooting 54 from the field. Um, you got Tevin Brown. Tevin Brown's averaging 16 and a half points, five and a half rebounds. This team is 26 in net. This is a good team. This is a good team. This is a good spot to pick them. They could make a run the tournament, or they could get bounced in the first round. I'm hoping for the run in this case scenario, but this is a good mid-major team. Hey, objection. Was it you who was clowning the net? Who was that? Someone was clowning the net rank. No. No? No. I could have sworn someone was clowning the net. Nobody was climbing the net. No. Okay. I, I could have right, sworn well. I remember it. That's that's it. All right. Well, uh, here we are with the uh, 16th pick in the SPD pod, March Madness draft. Uh, give me the Yukon Huskies coming off the uh, very strong win just a little bit ago against Villanova. Wild finish there. Uh, seemed down and out, quite honestly. I sort of tuned out, like I said, mentioned earlier, how I was at 30 seconds, 69 65, and then next thing I know, it's 70 to 69 with five left. So, uh, uh, that all right there just uh shows me what these guys are capable of. Uh, to uh, something I don't know if Austin's gonna agree with this one or not, but uh, they seem pretty hungry after that uh, aggressive finish there, but also disciplined, taking that charge to secure that uh, final stop. And they have in my, what in my eyes is one of the most impressive uh, big threes right now in college basketball. Obviously they're not a, they're not a Duke type with all these uh, high ranked NBA prospects, but you got a uh, RJ Cole, Adama Sonogo and Tyrese Martin. Um, those three right there, they got experience under the belt. Cole and Martin are seniors. Sonogo, the sophomore, but um these guys are putting up solid numbers all around the board, all above 40% from the field. And uh, RJ leading the way with 16, Sonogo 15, Martin rounds up the 14. Uh, and they really got all you kind of need from their own positions. You got Cole as the uh, leading the way as like the facilitator type. He's not the best three-point shooter, only at 33, but uh, he's put up numbers for them, making a lot of good plays, getting steals on the defensive end. Sonogo, your typical big down there that you need for uh, a national championship team, uh, leads the team in boards, uh, blocks. He's doing it all down there for uh, this team, and he's also young too. And then uh, you got Tyrese Martin, another senior. Uh, he's that sharp shooting wing that you also need to complete your teams. But he doesn't. He's not just your uh, average three and D player. He's out there getting uh, seven 
boards per game on the dot. So I feel like the, uh, those three, their veteran leadership can uh, definitely help propel uh, this team to a solid uh, run come March. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, jumping into my next pick at uh, 17. Um, you know, little bit of a reach, but with the amount of time that uh, I have to wait with the whole snake draft, uh, give me the uh, people who have just taken over as the hottest team in the Big Ten from the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Give me the Iowa Hawkeyes at 17 here. Uh, if I'm being honest, right now, looking at it just numbers-wise, um, Iowa is making a very strong case for another Wooden Award winner uh, down there. Keegan Murray is unbelievable for this Iowa team. 23 and a half, eight boards in two blocks. I mean, that is just a guy who is getting it done on all ends. And for uh, some of our listeners who aren't as uh, active with watching college basketball, you'd assume that guy's a center, right? This guy is not just your typical, like, he's just not, he's not. He's up here putting 56 uh, on the field goal percentage and then uh, 37, which for his play style is very good from uh, behind the arc. And, I mean, he just brings in the perfect star power uh, to this Iowa Hawkeyes team. Like I said, right now, if I had to pick, that's my Wooden Award winner. He's propelling this team to a dominant resurgence recently. And, uh, I mean, it's not just him. He's not all by himself. Certainly he is, you know, the poster child of this team. But you guys, you got guys like Patrick McCaffrey, Jordan Bohan, and Chris Murray, uh, Tony Perkins. These guys are all down there helping out. Uh, Keegan getting the ball. And, obviously, they're not the best three-point uh, shooting team, which I'm not too worried about come March because I feel like a lot of teams can just find their rhythm in March. It's just, like, something that really – like, it may sound ridiculous, but that's something that happens. Teams will just yeah, find absolutely. their teams will just find that rhythm from behind the arc, and they will be knocking down shot after shot. So I'm not too worried about this uh, Iowa team from deep. But yeah, Keegan Murray got the star power, and he's got the uh, role players uh, beside him that are gonna potentially uh, propel this Iowa team to a uh, lower seed Final Four appearance in my eyes. Objection here. All right. You know, I feel like you made some good points there with your Iowa pick, but at the same time, and I understand why you took them there. You don't, you don't pick for a while. That's, that's a completely understandable, but the fact that you took this team over some of the teams that you did is completely mind boggling to me. I understand you said they're the hottest, but they're not, they're not the hottest team. They just lost to what Michigan less than a week ago on their home court. It's an Iowa team. I don't think they're deep at all. I'm not, I'm not saying win streaks necessarily but just like the recent months as a whole these guys are coming out of the gates hot right now yeah and they haven't really beaten anyone besides ohio state who is is, is extremely mid this is an iowa squad who that's their only good win so and i understand that they they could get hot in march they really could i agree with drew here i think when you have the best player most likely the best player on the court in March, you have a very good shot at winning that game. How about, Iowa, how about Iowa last year? 
best player on the court, best player in the tournament. Look where they ended up. Players that score aren't going to win you championships in college. I'd rather have Keegan Murray on my team than Luka Garza. Yep, I agree. Absolutely. I'm just saying, you just made a statement that was completely false because you have to just – And I just told you why I disagree Trace with it back you one said. year. Oh, okay, well, then you should have – you should have, like, made your statement case. I said, and I did situation. say very good chance to win. I didn't say it's a guaranteed one. Pretty sure you said guaranteed. All right. All right, Wait. pal. With this next pick of mine, I am going to go ahead and select the hottest team in the country, the Arkansas Razorbacks. This team has lost one game since January 9th. One game. They are they have won 12 of their last 13. They took down Auburn at home. Their last loss coming on the uh, just about 10 days ago to Alabama by one at Alabama, coming off a uh, Auburn win. That is not a bad loss at all. I think we can all agree on that. J.D. Note is the player you want on your team. Come Marsh, this is a guard that can score from anywhere, off the dribble, off the catch, anything you want. They have four players scoring above 10 a game. Um, this team... This team is good. They have Eric Musselman, great coach. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I could have butchered that. Great coach, I believe. He, whoa, he's inconsistent. Whoa, whoa. Inconsistent. Inconsistent. Not, but he's a good coach coming March. He took Nevada with the Martin brothers to the, I believe, Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. I could be wrong. I, I don't know which one for sure. But he is a good coach come March. He's doing good right now. He has his team right. And I was critical of them about two weeks ago. Matthew had them ranked, I think, 25th. And I said, wow, that's a joke. But this team, watching this team play, this is a good team. This is a good Arkansas team. It is, as I finish chewing up this mini Starburst. To me, I'm getting another team just falling right in my lap. This is a team, I guarantee you, no one wants to see in the tournament, regardless of what your seed is, regardless of who who what the matchups are. I guarantee there's a team that you see in your region or you see on your side of the bracket, you're gonna be you're gonna be goofing. The Alabama Crimson Tide have the pedigree to make a final four run. Now I made this comparison. I think it was probably a week and a half ago. I sent this in the chat, and I felt really, really good about this comparison. This is a team that gives me flashes of the 2014 Connecticut Huskies who won it all as a seven seed, a team that underperformed in the regular season. There's no doubt about that. But they had a tough schedule, still got some good wins, ended up a seven seed, but had incredible guards and a ton of athletic guys who filled their roles perfectly. Now, if you ask me, that sounds exactly like this Alabama Crimson Tide team. This is a team who has the toughest strength of schedule in the country, a team who has a record-setting um, in recent history, top five, five top five wins this season. And they're currently sitting at 17 and 10. Obviously, they've, they've, met, they've goofed up in plenty of games, you know. No, there's no excuse for losing that many games, but this is a team who – I don't think anyone would be surprised if they made a run with the talent they have, with the athleticism they have, and with uh, the fact that 
all these guys have been there before. So objection time. All right. So I actually loved Austin's last pick with Arkansas. That was phenomenal. Before that, Drew, I had some criticism there. This is another pick. It's like you're taking the Crimson Tide over some of these other teams. They're, this is a team that right now is literally playing, and they're barely getting by a Vandy. I, I don't like this team at all. J.D. Davis in 08. Shout out EYBL. I think he's a dog. Hey, Will, I got – okay, so my question is, obviously Arkansas was the safest pick in this round easily. Austin took that. They're a very solid team, very, very possible they could win it. What are these other teams that you keep bringing up? Because not I'm, well, I'm looking at my like ten to twenty Drew, range. Drew, listen, you're about to find out because I pick next. Too. Okay, but I'm looking at this ten to twenty range, and I, none of these teams like they're good now. A lot, some of these teams just they're not screaming March, so I'm I'm a little anxious to hear what you so, got uh, here. You you will hear it, and you will hear it right at this very second. Just making sure that all these boxes have been checked. All right, here, so. With the 20th pick in the March Madness SPD draft, Will Irwin selects, and this is shocking to be this late, the Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> this team has fallen to 20th. And listen, everyone in here just laughed. But, but um, let's, let's take a little uh, roll call here. So we got the Purdue Boilermakers in the left corner here with Austin. Beat them at Mackey. You got the two guys on the right side, IU fans. Kick, kick them. All right, that's not impressive, but to the point. Yeah, Assembly Hall is pretty impressive. Um, the Wisconsin Badgers have literally like you, you mentioned Keegan Murray as, as a wooden award dude the Wisconsin Badgers you're not kidding me you gotta be kidding me right now this team just fell at 20 they're on fire they're, first, they're t- like tied for first in the Big Ten they're a half game behind the Boilers and they beat them Sorry. Are you actually serious right now? Hold Sorry. on a second. Johnny Davis is averaging 21 points. They got dude Brad Davis, and you guys all hate him. He's literally good. He's the most experienced player in the country, as the most tournament experience in the country. The most experienced player in the country and this the dirtiest is, player this, in the country. This is completely biased, and I hate to say it, because all of you hate Wisconsin. I'm completely ecstatic that they have fallen this far, but it is absolutely hilarious how you guys have let this team drop to 20th. The team that's currently ranked like 13th in the country, dropping a 20th. You took the, the Hawkeyes. You took the Hawkeyes over the Wisconsin. That is completely. I, f- I feel like the majority, the majority Alabama of people, the majority of college basketball fans would take Iowa over Wisconsin it. come March. Absolutely, absolutely, that is 100. percent That is will, will, will. Okay, it's let's, biased and it, it's just. No facts to back it up. It's all let's opinion. slow this it down, Will. Slow this down, Will. You brought up well, two Badgers. wins. You brought up two wins. What? Brought two wins, backing up the Wisconsin. You've brought nothing else up besides being Purdue and beating IU. Okay, well that the only reason I brought up that, that them beating Purdue and IU is to show how biased you guys are. You guys hate them just because they beat you, but they have some of the most top twenty-five wins. Last time I checked it in the country, let's list, list them off. Seven at most. Houston, at Houston. When no, nope, not not at Houston. That was a neutral site. Get it right. Okay, I know as a Badgers fan. All right, but it says at Houston. Okay, it was in Maui. I know it says at Houston. So I'm reading what I'm seeing. At number three, Purdue, the most hostile environment in the country. Not true. Versus Ohio State. Um, they're ranked. I know they're mid, but they're ranked. Um, at Michigan State, at, at doesn't look great now. Still a good win. 
and lost and the to them. State, and, and the team that you guys think, oh, Illinois is super high. They barely beat them when Wisconsin rolled over them at the Breslin Center. So, uh, anyways, yeah, they have one of the toughest schedules. They have some of the most top 25 wins in the nation. They have – you can argue the best player in the country. He's an NBA player playing a bunch of college dudes. Tyler Wall shooting 52%. That's a super underrated power forward. I don't know why he's super underlooked by some people. But um, anyways, yeah, the Wisconsin Badgers, I am ecstatic to have them at 20. Hold up. Don't bring up this, like, this, oh, well, we beat Michigan State at the Breslin Center and Illinois just barely beat them. Because Illinois, let's be real, Illinois manhandled Wisconsin. That game was only a 13-point game in the end. Illinois manhandled them. You that was a game, and and you and you love you love to bring up flukes. Wisconsin shot like one for twenty from three, bro. We met we hit one three and shot around twenty, and lost by like ten. In, you in lost by you lost by thirteen, Illinois but everyone was, knows it was a bigger game than thirteen. No, it was like single digits the whole time, and we kept missing three. That that loss right there, there has not been a Wisconsin loss that has discouraged me as a Wisconsin fan at all. Not this, one loss that is the, the team is just not exciting to watch. They don't throw you two point win at home against Penn State. That's not what you're looking for. It's bad, um, yeah, it's bad. It's a a loss at home to Rutgers. Okay, Rutgers too was picked out of them in this draft. Yeah, I'm not so only of, right. They weren't picked ahead of them. Beating, Sorry, that was Iowa. Beating Minnesota by six at home. That's Horrible. Well, we're gonna kick your ass tomorrow night. I'll tell you that. <laughs> this team is just this team is the definition of meh. I, I just see Johnny Davis getting the, the benefit of the doubt because he is a star player. And I hate to bring that up, but I, I see that so much watching Wisconsin play. And I see the dirtiest player in college basketball, Brad Davidson. That's biased. Is you it hate not? on him because you hate on him? It is. is, is you is it set not? a clip. You set a clip of him going into a screen, just simple contact, and it was dirty. The guy he elbowed listen, him in the balls, dude. The, the guy was Wisconsin, shooting. The guy was shooting. Wisconsin against the world. Thank you. Next. With the 21st pick. As, as we kind of get into, the, get into these last few rounds here, let's let's try to, you know, speed it up a little bit because we uh, – we understand like the teams that we've picked so far are our top options, and we're kind of just trying to get through uh, the rest. So, okay, speeding it up here with the twenty-first pick in the March Madness SPD draft, Will Irwin selects the Houston Cougars. Listen, I'm gonna keep it short to Mefford's request here, and part, and I am not. No, I'm not a big fan of this team at all uh i'm just pretty much picky them to get a group of five out the way here they do have a lot of good scores on this team which that does equate to march but watching them play they don't jump off to me at all i'm just really picking them because they're the best group of five left there you go with that did you just say that houston was the best group of five left (laughs) you just handed me one, one of the best, if not the best, non-Gonzaga mid-major teams in the country. The Wyoming Cowboys, the, the Pokes, have fallen into my lap. 
And I am getting a stud team right here. The 11th ranked team in the country, according to Will. Will, was, did you skip them or something? Must have been a team. Oh. Okay. You guys, I clearly have an algorithm. With, I don't know why Brooks keeps bringing up my rankings. Uh, that's an algorithm. And it does fit with the, the AP system, the pool that we have going on. Okay. Yeah, Austin, Austin I'm not going to lie. Will has more like uh, – uh, how do I say it? Like more to back up his decisions uh, for his polls. I don't feel like you're in the uh, place to diss him because, you know, he has his algorithm. And algorithm, that. yeah, we'll go with that. Now, this Wyoming team has three players that represent every component you need to make a run. Graham E.K., one of the best bigs in the country, a dude who can fill it up, a dude who makes – he shoots 56%. You know, this is a guy who gets it, gets it in the paint. He's dominant. He's big. He's hard to guard. Hunter Maldonado, a guy who has proven he can take over a game. You know, he's had – Countless 30-plus point games this season and some of the biggest games they've played. Drake Jeffries, just a total knockdown shooter, shooting 43% from three. This is a guy who absolutely can fill it up. Wyoming, perhaps the best mid-major in the country. This is a team with a coach in Jeff Linder, who is one of the up-and-comers in the country. Some say he's the next Brad Stevens. Wyoming is dangerous, and I would not want to play them. Come March. All right. With my next pick, I will uh, be taking the USC Trojans. Um, I do see them losing this week to Oregon. But besides that, this team is good. Isaiah Mobley averages 14.5 a game. Boogie Ellis, 12.5 a game. Boogie is not shooting well this this, uh, regular season. He will turn this on during the tournament. That's just what March Madness is. Players that can score from anywhere on the court, turn it on in March Madness. This team is going far. They have four players averaging above 11.9 points a game, if we're being specific here. Um, This team is turning it on during March. This team will go far. I am high on this team. Isaiah Mobley, Boogie Ellis, that is a dynamic duo you want in March, and you do not want to see. All right. Um Pretty uh, basic. Uh, oh, what do we got? What do we got here, Meth? Just dancing. Sorry. All right. Um, uh, basic pick here. You know, just going, looking at my uh, AP poll. This is uh, the only team left in uh, available out of my top 20. So we're just going to roll with the Tennessee Volunteers, you know. Not really expected much out of them in March. I guess they can make a Sweet 16, maybe Elite 8 run if they're lucky. But, I mean, took down Kentucky last week. So, they're obviously uh, – they can win on any, any given night. And, yeah, my whole reasoning for picking them was just out of my top 20. They're the only one left. So, figured I'd just wrap that up to make things easier for myself going forward. May I ask, how many, how many more picks and do then, we have each? I'll say two? three, yeah, right. two, two. Um, yeah, all right. Did you just pick there? Ooh. I picked Tennessee. All right. Um, all right. This is where going gets tough. Uh, I think I'm going to wrap things with up with my uh, last mid-major because, you know, like uh, how it goes with the snake draft, I got, I got some time. I got some time before um, 
My next pick, Austin, uh, seems a little scared here, but this is a team these last few days have been driving me wild. The Austin, can you remind me which team you said was the hottest team in college basketball? Arkansas. Arkansas is not the hottest team in college basketball. It is the North Texas oh. Mean oh. Green. Okay. Oh, oh, Austin, I'm not taking your uh, your Rams. No, Don't worry. no, not them. Uh, oh shoot. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, North Texas, there's no doubt in my mind that this is just the hottest team. And when you're hot riding into March, you're in pretty good hands per se. This team is 20 and four. CUSA, solid conference, nothing special. But uh, three of those four losses came in their first five games, right? That was to number four, Kansas. All right. They lost by 12 at the start of the season. That's not something to be too worried about, especially as a CUSA team, followed by a six-point loss to Miami. And their first loss of the season came in their second game. It was a three-point loss to Buffalo. No one's really stressing out about that. Uh, Their fourth loss after a little hot streak there. Came uh, January 6th to UAB, another six-point loss. UAB is uh, second in the uh, CUSA, so that's just a tough conference opponent. But outside of that, this North Texas team has been getting it done uh, all season outside of those first five games. Uh, that would make them 24. That's 24. That means they're 18-1 and one in their last 19. Uh, this team is just right in that hot hand. And let me tell you, if I'm a – you know, seven seed, uh, maybe six, even a five uh, going up against. And I see North Texas, uh, you are the uh, highest team on that upset watch, in my opinion. Uh, this team, they've got uh, some experience under the belt last year with their upset of the uh, Purdue Boilermakers. Huh? Uh, you got returning players like uh, Thomas Bell down low, leading the team in boards and blocks. You got Tyler Perry, who was not much of an impact player last year, leading in points, 46% from three as a 14 uh, point per game score. And uh, Madrez McBride, a three and D type player uh, out on the wing. This North Texas team has me so excited. And I did go a little long there, but uh, I just had to highlight them. I had been waiting on this one for like two days. So, uh, yeah, give me the North Texas mean green. All right, I, I I agree with that as much as it, I hate North Texas. Um, I agree with that. With my pick, I cannot believe this team is still standing here. I mean, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, how are they still here? This team is good. This team is really good. I'm not even going to explain because everybody's seen the, the stretch. They're on like four ranked wins in a row, first time in school history. So I'm not even going to explain myself really. I think everyone knows how good they are. They're a mismatch. They have two great guards, a great center. Um, Paul Mulke, I cannot pronounce his last name. He is a solid player. I like this team a lot. Mulke. Yeah, I wasn't pronouncing that. Yeah, that's a good pick right there. That's a really good pick. Um, it kind of leaves me speechless. Um, crud. One second, gentlemen. Um Plenty of options right here. You know, I can go Indiana. I could go <laughs> um, joking. I'm just going to highlight a few of the non mid the non, yeah, the non majors uh, that I've, I'm thinking about right here. Virginia, 
not going to pull the trigger, but I like them. TCU would never take them, but, <laughs> but we're going to go a little unorthodox right here. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I like that pick. And for the lack of a better pick, this is the team I really like. Alandes Williams, a guy who's been playing in the ACC his whole career. This guy's a stud, folks. He's averaging 27 and 5. He's a guy who can light up teams in March. And with a guy like Jake Laravia, for all you Westfield folks, Seth, if you're listening to this, hello. Tell Jake we said we really appreciate his game. The LC product. This is a team that can get hot and make a run. And I, I don't doubt that they can do so. They shoot the ball well. They play good defense. Wake Forest, lock it up. Final four. Mm, sure. And that's what they all say. Okay. I am man. Oh, man. I know I kind of called out this team earlier. It's a very risky pick, but there's no risk this late. And this is going to be my last Power 5 team with the 28th pick in the March Madness SPD draft. Will Irwin selects the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm going to keep it short here. This is still a good team. And I know they've been mid recently. They really have. But on paper... It's one of the better teams in the Big Ten. Uh, they got scores. EJ Liddell, we know him. Kyle Young, he's, he's a big part of that team. We know. I don't think he played versus Old Rod of Texas. That was huge. But um, I know they're kind of cold right now. And that's not a good sign as we are currently today on February 22nd. March is right around the corner for this team. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Risky pick, but it's it's the end of this. End of my power five. So, yeah, Ohio State is the pick there. And then up next, it will be my final pick at 29. And this is going to be a big major. So, it might take me some time. Just kidding. It won't take me any time at all. It is a pick that I know Wolf for certain will hate. Or he might not hate it because it's this late. It's my last uh, group of five pick. But anyways, let's get this rolling with a 29th pick in the March Madness draft. Will Irwin selects the St. Mary's Gills. St. Mary's, this is the team. They are ranked as a group of five, and I know a lot of people disagree with them being ranked, but when you got a guy like Matthias Haas, who is stuffing the stat sheet right now, you know, he's a player that – could pop off in March. But uh, yeah, and Brooks in the left corner showing the clown. But what you don't realize is my two group of five teams are two of the best group of five teams in the country. So I think I have won that department and I will be closing my draft on that. My last pick, I have to fill one more mid-major spot and give me the team that has consistently proven to be one of the best mid-major teams come March. The Loyola Chicago Ramblers, a team with plenty of experience. You know, they they hardly have any underclassmen in the rotation. And this is a team with a guy like Lucas Williamson, who, like I said, has been there before, is ready to make a run. 
the average year's experience, 2.6. 72% of last year's scoring has returned for this year. This is a team that should have went to the Elite Eight last year, a team that will make another run. Loyola Chicago, book it. You know not every team can go to the Elite Eight, eight, right? Oregon State should have went to the Elite Eight, which they did. I know. Uh, Who's to say Loyola shouldn't have won that game? Because they should have. Because they're the better team. No, they shouldn't have. No, Oregon State was the better team. No, Oregon State was the better team because they beat them when it counted. Okay. Okay. And they had better players and a better roster. Yeah, and let's let's get a rubber match this year with 3-21 and Oregon State. Okay, that's right. a, that's no. that's okay. something that we are gonna t- something we aren't gonna talk about, but that is one of the most mind-boggling things in, in recent <laughs> sports. How can a team go from the bet one of the best eight teams in the country, all of a sudden they're three and twenty-one, and they didn't. I mean, they lost some, but they didn't. It's not like they lost their entire roster or their coach. Don't get me started. It's insane. Yeah. All right, with my final pick, my last mid-major that. I have to do. I am taking the Davidson Wildcats, baby. What was that, Drew? I like. I love that pick. I highlighted Davidson yep. in our first pod, and yep. uh, I hold a uh, hold them close to my heart uh, for the remainder of this season. I'll be rooting for them uh, come March, especially with the Hoosiers being absent <laughs> again. His name is Foster Lawyer. 16 and a half points a game shooting oh just an incredible uh incredible 44 percent from three i mean that's absurd as a primary scorer you got down low luka brajkovic 15 points a game seven rebounds you got um god hyung young lee this team is good. This this is a good team. Two of their losses came in their first three games. They are twenty and or like twenty one and two outside of their. That does not make any sense. Twenty one and two out of their first three games, which is absurd. This, this team is good. This is a good team. Uh, all right. So, uh, is, uh, am I here with uh, Mister Relevant uh, to cap us off here tonight? Um, all right, I'll apologize in advance. We can cut this out if needed. I was absent for uh, a couple picks. But um, with the final pick in the SPD uh, March Madness draft, I will be selecting um, a pick that I'm not too confident in, you know, at this point in the draft, not much on the table. I'm not going to take the two remaining teams in my top 25, Ohio State and Michigan State, because, come on, no shot. Uh, so I'm going to get the team that's been riding the hot hand lately. Uh, give me the Florida Gators uh, here to finish off the draft. Um, you know, just knocked off Auburn uh, this past weekend. And tonight uh, almost ended that uh, hot uh, hot streak there for Arkansas. Uh, they lost by eight, but I watched uh, almost all of the second half. And I'll tell you uh, – the final score of obviously an eight point deficit uh, does not tell the whole story there at the end. It was a lot of uh, free throws, just racking up that lead a little bit, missed, missed threes to get back into the game when they were down around, you know, five with 12 seconds left, whatnot. But uh, yeah, I mean, when you're riding this hot uh, hand upset mentality, Colin Castleton 
uh, doing things on both sides of the ball there, almost averaging a double-double with three blocks. Uh, Terry Appleby is a solid uh, go-get-it uh, point guard, aggressive player. And, uh, yeah, give me the uh, upset-minded Gators to finish off this draft. Okay, gentlemen, that was pretty fun. Um, certainly something we have to keep tabs on as we head into real play um, because, you know, we need to, like I said earlier, declare a winner at some point. <laughs> All right. All right. What a, what a, what a first, first annual SPD March Madness draft. Agreed. Brooks, I see you smirking down there. What sly little comments you have to end us off with? I don't got anything <laughs> other than the who, 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 Hoosiers. There we go. Hey, all I got to gotta say is uh, this will not be our last draft. We still got the NBA draft season, you know, not around the corner. but We got the NFL season. draft. NFL draft right around the corner in April. Can you, can, can you pick it number 50? That's what I do, yeah. Um, that's MLS is uh, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere we're this like, calendar No, we're four year. days away from the MLS starting. I have to get an MLS game or a pod. No way. No way. <laughs> Did you guys just get that alert too? No, I, I've been sitting at the uh, bottom of ESPN the whole time. <laughs> I hear uh, I hear Nate. Oh, this is actually kind of noteworthy. Uh, I'm not a soccer guy, but uh, I know I know Neymar. Uh, he said he wants to he has uh, four years left on his contract according to ESPN and uh, he said he wants to come down and play in America, which is not something we have uh, according to my knowledge seen from a uh, uh, foreign player of uh, his uh, stature. David Beckham. Uh, so I found that pretty interesting. Go to not... Columbus. Choose David Beckham, not American. David I mean, Beckham I... is from uh, is from England. All right, guys. So uh, that is the conclusion of our uh, hopefully second official episode. Little uh, reference there to something you guys will find out on the dark web, YouTube, uh, sometime in the future. Um, obviously, no Super Bowl talk here. I uh, wonder why. Um, so, uh, guess we'll never know. That was a lot of fun for all of us. I think we can agree. Um, that concludes the SPD draft as well, which was the entirety of the episode, along with a little MLS sprinkled in there. Uh, I don't know if you guys are going to hear that or not, but uh, we will certainly uh, find out. And uh, you could say I'm definitely very excited for our next recording.